With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Harmony Hall and welcome in particular to Healing from Harmony Hall, which is the name of this show and uh, it's a huge treat to have you here. I've got Bernadette Phillips here. From and your company is New Insights for Change. Yes, that's right. Yes. And you're based down based down in Waterford. In Waterford. Yeah, Waterford in in Ireland. Yeah, New Insights for Change. Um, in 2008, which seems to be the year now, we we all talk about the the economic shift and downturn. Yes. Um, we were in London, and I remember it came across over the radio that Lehman Brothers had fallen, the big American bank. And I remember thinking instantly that this was it. This was the start of the major shift. Yes. And that we needed new insights for change. Absolutely. Which is where it was where, where this particular um, business that I have or work that I do sort of formed itself. Yes, it is interesting. I, I don't know much about the, the banks except for some have been bailed out and some have yes. fallen by the wayside. So yes. did, you, did you feel that that was particularly that, that level of kind of catastrophe that a bank had been allowed to fall, to really crash and burn, to allow something like a phoenix from the flames to come out of it? Or? Well, I mean, it hasn't emerged like that. No. Pity. No. <laughs> <laughs> sadly. Yes. Sadly. Six years on, seven years on, it hasn't emerged like that at all. And yeah. so it appeared, yes, my goodness, is this really part of this new paradigm? But in, in, in looking at it in reflection, how the banking um, crisis has been dealt with, and I suppose I can talk about here in Ireland and, and the bailouts that have happened, but also across Europe and beyond, um, America has maybe had a slightly different way of approaching it. Yes, but certainly we didn't learn the lessons from letting that happen across no. Europe. Because we were just in before we started here. Now we were thinking about that there could be a plan, and there maybe should have been a plan. Is that something that's come to you? Uh, what can happen? Yes, uh, I mean, uh, the sort of I suppose if you take it back to what was a conscious and unconscious, which is what I talk about all the time, and. Yes. Sadly, it wasn't a conscious approach to how we would create uh, or do things differently around our financial systems. And we have had an amazing opportunity yes. for us to do that. And leaders in the world have had an amazing opportunity. But it certainly didn't come that in, in, in the main, in the main, let me say in the main, that the decisions that have been made um, haven't been made from an intuitive place no. by those in positions of, of uh, leadership. Um, uh, government-wise um, at all. Um, and sadly, the fallout because of that has been tremendous yeah. to everyday lives of people on a massive scale. Absolutely. You know, on a major scale. Yes. So so it wasn't uh, an, an intuitive awareness that have, um, you know, 
uh, really, it was quite the opposite. And so it was very unconscious in approach in one respect. Mm. Or it was very focused on how we might um, support the few, you know, with banking, the banks must be protected above all else. Yes. Um, and so it, it had absolutely nothing to do with conscious living. No. Um, and Can we're I ask? Fallout. Yes. The, it's interesting, this idea of, of, uh, of whether, whether we need a new group people that are conscious or whether we need to support people who are already um, maybe uh, financially successful and so wield a lot of influence um, or in government wield a lot of um, you know, family f- familiarity and uh, empower that way. Whether, mm. we, whether you feel that the idea should be almost like a, a revolution where uh, old kind of characters that are stuck in an embedded plan of attack that hasn't worked so far, um, get out of the way and um, others take over, or whether, I mean, for example, I know that in a few days' time, there is a World Climate Summit, Yes. and uh, so uh, it occurred to me, wouldn't it be amazing to find out who's attending that, tune in, and see if we could release some of the uh, old paradigm rigidity of yes. their usual thought patterns, so yes. they could do something good yes. as is. And yes, so, I mean, I'm a great believer that um, working for something rather than against something. And I think that we've had equally an approach as, as a people where we've, we've, we've been very willing to, you know, go against and um, not support yes. the people that are in positions of power as well. And, and I think, you know, we've got to be looking at that maybe from both sides. Um, I can see, of course, when catastrophe hits, I mean, the first thing is we've got to go out there and blame people, you know, this, this mindset. And it's a very low-energy mindset. Isn't it? And it's a fear-based mindset. Yes. So if we've got two sets of people, i.e. the leaders and then people that it's impact, their decisions are impacting on, both coming from a fear-based place. Oh yes, we we have a we have a problem. Houston, we Houston, have a problem. You know? <laughs> so I, I I believe that it's about working for something, and I I do believe that in a sense that you know it would be very easy to whitewash every leader that's out there, you know, in government-wise or across Europe, across the world. It would be very easy to do that. Yeah. And there are, there are times, you know, that that I have to to breathe into to what people are doing. But the other side is that I, I do believe there are really, really um, decent people yes. caught in the middle of all of this. And I know because I've met, it, um, met them through clients of mine, and particularly people who have come through from the financial world, um, who want to be part of creating a new paradigm, who want to be part of, of uh, creating a new conscious way of how we do life and how we do business, how we do uh, politics. Yes but don't know where to go, (laughs) you know, and are kind of find themselves very much on a a hamster wheel uh, situation and not not sure how to get off this. Uh, So I do believe it's about building a new way. It is about building um, a parallel alongside it. And so we're working for something in a very conscious way. And I think it gives then an opportunity for people who are caught up in the old way there's a choice there now, okay? You can step across into this new way of living and yes. being. 
And I think that's a much gentler way, and I think it's a, it's a greater sense of compassion in coming across that way, because um, it's like anything. If people sort of feel that everyone's out to blame them, then they will do what the human does, and, and, and back and into a corner, hatches. and either that, uh, circle the wagons, or they will... Heading out west now. Heading out west. Or they will come out with all guns blazing, fighting with... with any power they have. Yes. And of course, the danger is that it's a, it's a huge abuse and misuse of power when it, when it comes from that, that place yes. of fear in people. So I think we have an opportunity yes. coming together. I think it's very important that we, we get in there and are part of yes. creating the change um, and that we're not constantly uh, bemoaning the state and the fate of things. Because yes. again, I think that's very easy to do that. Well, that yeah. is very, very true, and I think it's it is interesting to try and encourage people to to pivot their experience from one of, of blame of externalizing everything that is happening, and and then the uh, from the say the other from people who have a apparently powerful position, mm. who as you've just been saying, don't feel that powerful either. No. They also have their fear, sure. fear of exposure, fear of being deposed <laughs> in yes. way, or dismissed or however it's taking shape. Mm. And how we can bring love into that? I mean, what, is that what you're doing? Well, in, yes, I suppose it is, isn't it, in essence? And I believe that uh, love, love is, is everything yes. and, all, and all things. And I also believe that within every person, there isn't just a major negative, you know. Yes. There yes. isn't just a major bad way of being, that there, there is another side. And it's supporting people for to, 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 to bring that side of them out. Yes, it's that journey. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, to, yes. to, and to love people. And that, in essence, is it, that, that, that we would reach across to one another with that love and compassion and listen to one another and I suppose of anything around leadership that we often even find politicians among themselves or you know people within positions of power they don't seem to be listening no to one another no or to anybody else yeah and and that's and a fear-based dynamic as well huge. isn't it yeah. because I, I was uh, thinking about it the other day this idea that you should allow Allow new information to change your mind. Uh, but yes. the problem is, if people aren't listening, it's, it's partly because they're afraid of what they might hear, mm. and so they're sticking to their guns even more. Even more. Even more. They're, they're, they're sort of really rooting themselves in the old way, because that's the safe way to them, you know? And I mean, even if, if something isn't good, and I mean, I think we have it as individual human beings, that we often stick with something, even though it's not great for us, because we know it. Yes. Absolutely. It's familiar. Yes. And, you know, we find that across all walks of life and how we live life every day. And so it does take courage to step outside of what we're familiar with and uh, take a new journey, take a new way. But that starts in steps. And it, it really starts within, of course, because change starts within. And I suppose that's it, you know, to try and change my outer world without changing my inner <laughs> self and world yes, just doesn't work no. it's completely a non-starter so there's amazing conversations yes. to be had and it is and I talk about mindful dialogue mm. and going into businesses and companies um, and t taking this into politics into education institutes as well of mindful dialogue 
Mm. You know, how we would have conversations mindfully. people I've met come and take start taking that journey embark on that journey of self 
understanding and changing their inner reality due to a crisis yes. or stress, rather than, say, courage. Yeah, so it does take courage, yes. but often what instigates it is a crisis. Yes. Uh, so it, uh, it's, getting, it's an interesting process to try and lead people to a more conscious journey without... But I suppose there's plenty of crisis, so we, we're not short of a crisis well, <laughs> to generate. It's like life all the time, and mm. we sort of sit here, and somehow in our, in our smugness, in our naivety too, <laughs> we, we, we think that everything's certain. You mm. know? And of course, life is a whole series of uncertainties. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because because what happens in the next moment and the next moment, you know, we can look at the potential of things, which is quite different. And I, and I do that when I read for people, but, you know, as an intuitive reader. But the other side is that everything is quite uncertain because it's constantly changing. Yes. And our conversation, you know, here, we on a physical sense will have somehow changed at the end of this. <laughs> and we know after seven years we'll be totally changed with this. I going to be just like a fluid, yeah. ambient... And so it can support <laughs> this new paradigm to about how we live more happily yes. with uncertainty. Yes. Can I get comfortable with that? Yeah, with that mm. new, that with that shift and constant change. And therefore what we're creating is... is um, it's quite a lot of abundance on the journey, really, in many respects, and abundance comes in many forms, but it creates a different kind of energy because it's, it's working at a different vibrational level. It really is, and one way uh, that I think that you, were, you were putting it earlier is, is this idea of creating more value. So as you work with people, you're expanding, as you say, in abundance, their abundance in their business, in their uh, relationships uh, in, in their hope for the future. Imagine yes. with readings, you're giving people a sense that there is something to come. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, and there is, and there is a potential of people, and you can see it. And okay, certain things come in, which okay, I always say, gosh, we know what we don't didn't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the the, the well, it's all thing. in there. But it's all there. Yes. And everybody has that amazing gift, by the way, of, of the intuitive, but it just isn't turned up. And when we. <laughs> <laughs> or turned on sometimes. Or turned on. Yeah. And, and when, when, when we do that, then we become interesting observers of life, I suppose, in many ways, you know, and that we're, we're, we're excited by that mm. and the excitement of that. Gosh, what's next? Even this uncertainty, what's next? What is there? Mm. Um, and so you're constantly discovering. And in a life, it's a process of rediscovering who we are in yes. that sense. But when we talk about this and taking it, you know, further out into business, taking it into politics, we then take that, that conscious awareness, you know, and what we're creating within those spaces and places and, and, and events and policies. And, and uh, you know, mm. I, I come from a social science background, you know, yes, in what really? I do. So the sociolo sociological take on society is interesting for me. But I love this, this whole essence of what we call a sociological imagination. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, the so, visioning world. Yeah, beyond oh. my yes. frame of reference, beyond just me. Yes. But where that extends itself out to everybody and every everything that I connect with or that we connect with. Yes. So you can imagine that sort of creative process happening within a business, you yes. know, within society, within the political world, that we would be constantly growing and changing and connecting with the possibilities. 
that is lovely. And it's funny because that's what I've been articulating, what I've been thinking about, that it's still about growth. But people, the old idea was that growth had to be shown in uh, quantitative terms like uh, production or economy, Mm. economic growth Mm. for each country, for example. Mm. But actually, the thing that I'm getting into politically at the concept stage is creating human possibilities, a human development. Because I love this idea that we have uh, society has an imagination, that there is somewhere beyond the confines of progress as we have been seeing it, something something to get excited about. Yes. It's not like now we all have to be really grown up and cut back. And, uh, <laughs> it's you know, the opposite yes. of austerity yes. mentality. It's completely very opposite. Yeah. The very opposite. Opposite, opposite, opposite. And, 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 you know, and I mean, it's so important that we're naming this. Yes. And it becomes part of the conversation, you know, yes. uh, of, of this new way of, of being in the world because austerity doesn't work. An austerity no. mindset. Because it's all about loss and fear. Absolutely. And the fear of loss. Yes. And self-denial. And self-denial. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Coming exactly. back now. You know, no so more the, fun this week. Yeah. Or God. next week. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you, you can't buy that, that chocolate bar. You know? um, so, so you can see how that, and we have seen, yes. I, the, the last six years are just amazing examples yes. of what mindset that creates in a whole society. Well, I noticed that Obama was talking to and uh, Kenny yes. about uh, Irish people. He was congratulating uh, Ireland on its stoicism. And I thought, gosh, that, that is what we've created, uh-huh. a stoic, yeah. all right then, it's going to get worse, it's only going to get worse. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. So zero imagination, yes. it's literally survival mode. Absolutely. And so how can we ever grow from such a place? You know, yeah. we will be just so, this is, this is enough, we'll just barely maintain ourselves. And God help those who can't even maintain themselves. Yeah. So we start to look at people in a sense of, object, of the objective side. Yes. And in, in that process, and these are the policies that I've seen happening yes. across Europe in the last six years, yes. is that people become objects and therefore we lose sight of the, of the dignity of people. Yes. And what everybody, each person is bringing to the party. Exactly. That doesn't even have any chance to express. It, um, has, it has no chance. And so sort of the less place, powerful place are you considered the less value you're given. And so people are losing their homes and uh, people are losing jobs, but it's a constant shift in mindset. Because, you know, you talk to companies and say, no, no, I, I couldn't employ people, I, I can't afford that. But hold on, what were you doing before this mindset happened? Yes. Weren't you creating? You know, yes. see how it can suddenly shift from one to another. Yes. You know, suddenly people couldn't pl- employ people. Suddenly people didn't have money to pay their bills. You, you know, <laughs> yes. it, it seemed to be just something that shifted very, very, very quickly yes. because it, it came in with, um, with a scarcity mentality. Yes, which, which unfortunately was obviously ready to take back hold. We weren't that far evolved out of the scarcity mentality when it no. happened, I suppose. No. I remember yeah. when I worked with her that we, we came to see that it only took three days on the street yes. to reduce people from any visioning work, yes. like, shall I go to college, shall I upskill, shall I try and uh, find a place? <laughs> yes. I literally went into survival mode, yes. what I need is uh, a blanket, see where I'm going to get some food today, 
that was literally it. And maybe in the addiction, if it, you yeah. know, feed that as well as that was going on. Literally only three days before any strategic planning yeah. stops. Of course. And on the, on the grand scale, that is kind of what's happened uh, with people with the, uh, with the recession. They've gone, sorry, we were friends, we were building a project mm-hmm. and a business together, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah. And it, every, every man for himself yeah. and hating oneself for it. And the guilt, you know, right. that, that laden yeah. of, um, yeah. it, lots of incapacitating low energy. Absolutely also in low energy place. Or, you know, I was listening, you know, to suddenly employers wanted to sort of cut the cut in pay. Yes. You know, this, this negative, this suddenly cut, 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 cut. Yes. Austerity, austerity, austerity. And a complete lack of consciousness about how we do life. And, of course, what we're talking about in the new paradigm, which is what I'm talking about in New Insights for Change, yes, it's so very much the opposite, you know, where it has to be, it must be people, planet, and profit. Mm. It in must priority be. order. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And when we start taking it from that place again where we're considering our people and the dignity of people and the welfare of people and the wellness of people, and this is what a conscious business is all about. Mm. And we look at who we connect with, um, where we get our materials from, where people manufacture the goods we use. So we look at the fair trade side of things. Yes. And we look at how environmentally conscious people are as a whole in who we're connecting with Lovely, through yes. our business. Yes. Like this is really, really important. And so it, it extends itself um, way beyond corporate social, you know, corporate social responsibility. You know, you'll see it on many companies, but oh yes, we have a corporate social responsibility part. Yeah. But really, it's conscious, doing business consciously is far beyond social responsibility. It's mm. a way of, of, life, of how we do life. Yes. How we do business is how we do life. And the lovely thing about that is that, that I've even noticed from my individual experience that things resolve themselves. Like you solve yes. one problem and hundreds of others sort themselves out. Yes. So like for me going vegan, if I go into a supermarket, mm. a whole lot of rubbish processed foods mm. um, and uh, you know endless you know uh, mm. things that I, I don't want any part of for they're not even in my remit anymore you know I can rule out things yeah. in my inquiry exactly. and it's it's the same with, with every area of life if, if you ch- start to choose your friends and colleagues carefully yes then then you can bring love and respect and trust into the and and harmlessness and good practice, it, it automatically comes to the table. It does, and it is about good practice. Mm. Um, and I mean, I, mean I, I have a great belief that, you know, we have turned a corner in some respects that people are doing that and looking at it. But we have an awful lot of work to do uh, out there. And for me, this year, 2014, the whole team of con- conscious leadership is so important to be able to get in there and connect with people within the corporates, within education. Um, For example, you were working with, um, when you go in and work with businesses, do you, will you look at specific, um, what they're specifically dealing with and look at ways that they can uh, bring more consciousness to their their staff, their teamwork and their 
products. Oh yeah, production. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know the 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 strategies that they're using mm. and. You know, I suppose we have to be quite concerned that we don't pull um, conscious business as a, you know, oh, this is this is it now. It's like this concept we have in conscious business because yes. it isn't. It's con. It's constantly evolving. Right. Okay. Yes. So you look right. at the strategic. Ma- you talk in business terms, strategic management of things. You know, and how. But what are those strategies? What mm. are they doing? And taking it back to those three areas again, what's happening with the people? Mm. how well are they being listened to taken care of yes. you know the wellness side of employees you know what's in place there and you can get a sense of it when you talk to people whether that exists or whether it doesn't yeah, straight away straight yes. away you know sort of in the energy and when you begin to look at that then you begin to look at everything else that, that the company is involved in and i.e. it's quite exciting because you can look at as i said to you there just briefly you know where people source the materials where things are manufactured the environmental understanding so we take our planet in and what we're doing with it and then we can look at profit but you know something francis the exciting thing is we can do good and do well that's uh, that's what i was hoping that we we could because with business there is an idea of goals uh, you know, and, and we want to almost elaborate on what these goals might be that can still be uh, something to get excited about as a, you know, for the uh, managers, for the people who are looking at dividends for their you know, uh, investors and or whatever, however that works. But we look, by looking at the individual and the process that there's also goals, but those goals will be slightly different, won't they? They're different and, and it's not about goals. Oh, great. Okay. It's I'll about, let that go. It's about standards. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. You know, and, right. and I mean, there, if, if you think about that, that, and I think sometimes that sort of um, is the thing that drains energy away. Oh, gosh, we have to be setting this goal. It's like setting a New Year's resolution. You mm. know? <laughs> oh, no. You know, you're more and more aware of how you haven't made it yet. Well, exactly. <laughs> or got there yet. Exactly. Yeah. But if we have a standard that we set, that we want um, the people that work with us and, and for us to, to be happy coming to work, that they mm. feel that there's a holistic ap- approach yes. to, to how this business is operating, then people will come in happier. The productivity will increase. Yes. And it will, there, there's a great opportunity of expansion because people love what they're doing. Yes. And they want to be part of it and they want to be there because they feel they're involved, they feel they're listened to and their, their contribution is valued. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's Massive. really the main huge, thing. Huge, absolutely yeah. huge. So you can see how that can have a very positive knock-on effect for productivity, yes. for delivery of services. You know, yes, absolutely. You know, in business terms, we talk about competitive advantages, which I don't particularly like, but you know, that really does yes. give it, give it, because you're you're doing you're doing business differently, but you're doing life differently, mm. and we're respecting people differently. Um, so it has to have an impact on how that business is operating mm. and running, because the fear is gone. We're not operating out of fear now. We're not afraid that we're 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 going to lose out somewhere. Yes. We're building an energy and creating an energy from a new conscious place. 
Um, and we extend that out then to those that we connect with, as I say, to other businesses. And we look and we, we say yes or we say no. If something doesn't, if it isn't right, we look somewhere else. I love it. And uh, so the, the, almost the opposite of that, though, that I'm often juggling is this understanding of personal responsibility. And yeah. I'm getting the feeling that you have, um, that personal responsibility is a, uh, definitely a bit part of what we are saying that yes. everybody can participate yes and to encourage everybody's empowerment to participate to feel they are a contender that they count and that oh how how do you work with that I mean, some people you can say yes i count because i'm on a big salary and i make some serious decisions around here some people um say they don't count because they're they're only maybe the employee and they just have to go through um the hoops that someone else has set for them on a daily working day? Well, I mean, first of all, I suppose it does come back to the self, and this is where leaders really have, I suppose, a huge responsibility, you know, um, because everybody counts, of course, simply because they are yes. a person. And the roles we do, um, we're, not, we're not measured or defined by the roles we do, as in the value we have. Ah, let's just say that one more time. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not measured or defined um, by the roles that we have. You uh, know, we are valuable simply because every person is so wonderfully unique. Yes. Um, and, and the wonderful thing when this is taken into to business in a conscious way is that that supports the, the involvement of that potential of each person. Oh. Because the contribution, of course, if I feel my value, if I feel my worth and if I feel my value is acknowledged and recognized, then I want to give more of myself, don't I? Yes. I want to expand that. And so that awareness takes on a new energy and a new life. And it brings in the new insights and in how we operate. And of course, change happens in a very positive way. Yes. Because change is an interesting one. Change happens either negatively or positively. You know, mm. we think, oh, it's all changing. Isn't that all wonderful? But it doesn't necessarily mean it is. No. Because the ladder can be against the wrong wall. Yeah. Oh. Do you know that also? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're building and we're climbing and we're climbing. Yes. But we realize at some stage the ladder is against the wrong wall. Whoops. And so we mm. haven't been working um, towards what really is wholesome. Oh. And, and positive at the end of the day. So, so maybe we've got to rethink it. And maybe that's what's happening, you know, with companies. And this is an opportunity for them to look at it again in a whole new way of how they've been building and what they've been doing. And it isn't that everything is going to be pulled away. But, you know, sometimes when it is, yes. it's an interesting opportunity, you know. And, and, and I think I put something on the other day, we, you know, um, that um, the, the rock bottom, from rock bottom, I build a solid foundation. Brilliant. Yes. Because sometimes when we have, we hit that rock bottom, it's an interesting foundation on which to build on. Isn't it? Because so you've had all the illusion has fallen away. Well, exactly. But you're not disillusioned. You're like, okay, yes. this is what I'm starting with. But it, it does yes. take courage, and it does, and it's a new mindset. So when we hit rock bottom, we have that, up, we have that choice of which way to go. Yes. You know, we can sit there and go down with that rock bottom or we can actually begin to build and sadly in Ireland sadly in Europe and perhaps the world that has been affected the parts of the world that have been affected by this downturn because let us let us remember today uh, because we can be very arrogant in the west 
and we can talk about this downturn as being, oh gosh, look what's happened in the world, and forget that there's two million in Somalia. That there's billions <laughs> oh, who have terrified. nothing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they didn't wait for this crisis of 2008. Yeah. They never had. Yes. It wasn't part of their experience. No. And so uh, 10 million children die a year of hunger and dysentery and dirty water. Yes. And that's a shocking, shocking reality yes. that happens in our world. So let us not, you know, I would never want to come across with this arrogant Western attitude. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Oh, look how dreadful it is, you know, and if we sort all of this because, you know, it's, it's like, like policy within Europe, EU policies. And, I mean, you know, part, part of my um, knowledge, I suppose, my understanding is that if I make um, a, a policy, European policy, how does that impact on somebody in third world countries? Absolutely. You know, if I make a an agricultural policy or if I make some policy being made, how does that affect the poor farmer in Guatemala? Absolutely. So we have to be conscious of that as we're going forward as well and be part of building those sorts of programs. Well, I think it's... it's the world I mean, well. I think Ireland's in a very strong position. Yeah. If, we can, if we can wield our, each person's personal influence, yeah. um, for example, the fracking which is yeah. you know, very specifically a water contamination. Yeah. Um, if we could um, share, you know, have water as our export, you know, the fact that we have so much clean water, water that can be uh, harvested, and mm. um, uh, that, you know, that, that is a, 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 such a vital and missing ingredient, even from places as close as Spain or... Yeah. Um, you know, that are constantly in places, are constantly in drought. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I would love to, in a way, do you think that we can, from our, um, our own vantage point, each person from their own vantage point, have an impact on the people who are still trying to make uh, uh, big money and big environmental um, problematic businesses successful? How how do we interact? Do you think? With well, that? I think I think we can, but okay, we have a journey there to make, you know. But I mean, what we're doing every day individually is equally important. Yes. And now to make that step across into the people that are making these major decisions, that does take conversations like this. Yes. Yes. That we're that we're naming it, and that we're not so caught up in the low energy conversations, bemoaning our state and our fate. Yes. While other people are continuing on on their grand scheme of things. Right. Yeah, regardless. You know, regardless. Yeah. Because sadly, that is what happens. That's how disjointed it actually is. Mm-hmm. And every time we sort of gather in groups and we bemoan our state and our fate and we think, oh, how awful it is and how unjust and unfair it is. Mm-hmm. But we never look at solutions. No. We always talk about the problems. Yes. We are giving, we are encouraging almost or aiding and abetting people that are making these terrible decisions to continue making them. And we're never bridging the gap. No. Across. So is that what we're doing today? Bridging the gap. We're bridging the gap. Praise the Lord. We're building bridges as we're having this conversation. And I'm hearing the word, I just heard the two sort of tenses in a sense, regardless and self-regard, as almost the two things that, because it's it's funny because... uh, 
as, as, as saying that some people are waltzing on regardless. Yes. Um, and uh, and the the problem seems to be a lack of self regard. And, and you were saying before um, about how uh, how to help, especially people in Ireland, yeah. um, to differentiate between a healthy self regard um, and awareness of, of what we each are creating and how valuable each energy uh, is. And uh, and selfishness because that yes. wrestle is always going on. Well, how would you describe yes, that's the right. I mean, again, I suppose in Ireland and perhaps other countries that I can talk primarily from from sort of being brought up here in, yes. in Ireland, and the whole thing of selfishness because we were thought, gosh, to be selfish is a terrible thing, you know. Oh, desperate. And <laughs> shame and guilt, you know, on you, you know, if you're if you're, if you're thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so people were thought to think about anybody else but themselves. Yes. And, you know, I know when I talk to people or clients come and they talk about, you know, gosh, if I say, hey, you know, you've got to start valuing yourself here, hold on, you know, you are the most important person, let's start with that. And they think, oh, that's very self-centered. And then I say to them, hold on, let's turn that around and let's talk about being at the center of yourself, which is very, very different. Because if we're not operating from our own center, where are we? Where are we? We're caught, or we have somebody else or something else that's in the centre of our lives. Yes. Well, then that's where all the power is. Yes. And if that's a vortex, like yeah. uh, you know, like a low energy, um, you know, a, a place of work, or a exactly. uh, or a depressed uh, yeah. partner. Well, exactly. Or whatever it is, right. it, it's a it's yeah. a, uh, like a plug hole. Exactly. For any good that you could. Well, it's, it's draining away, mm-hmm. and so that's where the power is. So people are giving their power to a business, or to a company, or to a relationship which yeah. isn't working, or to children, you know, all-consuming, yeah. um, who are demanding and demanding. So it works right from that personal experiences wide out there to the wider world. So we can see when we begin to live consciously and begin to live and work from centre, Yes. With conscious awareness, with intuitive awareness, the opportunity that has to expand and extend itself yes. out there. Brilliant. In an amazing way. And I suppose just thinking of how the approach and the shift in approach is, that a lot of the time, even companies, businesses, politics, it all comes from an analytical place. So from just from the head. And so we talk about it as being analytical awareness mm. and we think that's it. We have it analysed now. We have it soft. Uh-oh, yes. It's so small, so narrow. It's so uh, narrow. Yeah. The other side, quite opposite to that, is intuitive awareness mm. because that's coming from a centred, grounded place. That's coming from the more of ourselves out there. Yeah. And suppose when we talk about that, then we're connecting to energy in yeah. a very, very interesting way and the thing about energy so, is that uh, for me uh, my understanding and the oneness is that one can draw on uh, all of nature and its beauty and its yeah. infinite organizing power yeah. and everything that's gone before in history ever you know you you can pull uh, solutions and ideas out of um, the ether as opposed to out of the sum of your knowledge well yes and, you know, I mean, it's like left, right brain, you know, <laughs> which one are we operating out of at any given time? Yes. And I suppose we need both, but which is the one that's 
dom which is the most dominant, you know, at any given time. And it tells us a great deal about where we're coming from. It really does. And when uh, it's funny because you use two uh, explanations. One is social, uh, one is um, conscious awareness, and one is intuitive awareness. Yeah. And one thing I've struggled with with conscious awareness is uh, is it it's uh, it can be quite overwhelming as you become more conscious. It's like, gosh, the cruelty, the misuse, yeah. or the injustice. You know, you know, suddenly you're it's a lot of information you're allowing through. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you can think good reason to to try to block some of it out, mm. uh, or to get angry and do something about it. Mm. And I suppose what you're saying is the next step from that conscious awareness of your the expanding what you're actually conscious of is including intuitive awareness into it so that you're not stuck trying to process m more with the with the narrow vessel that you've explored so far you're you're expanding to allow uh, solutions to that um, the problems you're becoming aware of or? you are but you're coming from a grounded place and centered place yourself and so often I meet people who are on the, the journey of out there, you know, I want to save the world. Yes. And I understand this. I come from with T-shirts of those myself, you know, and you walk through a city and you feel completely overwhelmed with the issues because any of us who are quite sane who carry that sensitivities, we pick up a lot of things as we go about life and every day. Absolutely. And that is incredibly exhausting yes. and incredibly overwhelming. And I suppose these days I see it differently in the sense that it starts with me and then it extends out to my closest, my nearest and my dearest Brilliant. and my loved ones. Ah. And are they okay? Yes. Because if I'm jumping across that to try and save somebody else in some other part of the world, then I'm missing, I'm missing something. Yes. I'm not consciously aware at all. No. I'm playing at it. Yes. You know, um, so... Or you're denying uh, your own... Exactly. Existence. Completely itself. denial of yourself and those closest around yes. you. And so we start with that, and then we can extend it out there. So there is so an it's idea very different. Of, yes, it's very different. And it's uh, and so you've had to probably help clients and, and businesses think, uh, develop and or cultivate an understanding of what nurturing might be, you know, yes. taking care of. Because yes. that's quite an undeveloped idea. We yes. we say right, we you know, try and um, take care of if physical needs mm. and uh, maybe emotional needs, although mm. that's not very well developed for for many people. Mm. <laughs> it can can be a bit mm. uh, complicated by the low energies of guilt and mm. and loyalties and everything yes. else. Yes. I think it's very interesting to, to work with people and to try and and help cultivate a, a more subtle understanding of how you can take care of this more holistic approach and the yes. people within it. Yes, and it becomes very much part of a way of how we do things. Mm. It's back to the standards yes. that we were talking about, yes. you know, that if something is totally unethical, if, say, we can source a material yep. from a particular source or from um, a place where it's manufactured, with um, uh, child labour, you know, you know, you, it, it brings all of this in. Yes. Then we say no. Yeah. As a company, we do not. We have a standard. We do not. We do not go there. Yeah. We we are not part of that energy. 
Yes. And so it takes that kind of decision making. But it's very interesting. And I mean, what I find sometimes is that people are kind of going along their merry way in many ways. And, and when they begin to look at it, they think, oh my goodness, if I had been aware of that, I would have made different decisions. Yes. So it, it's very exciting. Yes. And it isn't that there's suddenly all the sources are, are cut, cut away, you know. There is other places we can go. Yes. And it's very interesting. People say, you know, gosh, yeah, maybe I can engage more with fair trade. I can begin to source other materials in another way. And it doesn't mean even that it's even, a lot of the time, more expensive. No. It's that they weren't looking further than what they were used to uh, connecting with and, uh, and being part of. But yes. it really does open up amazing doors it and really opportunities does. and yes. possibilities. So we're working with healing the planet and the environment and all of it comes into play. Yes. You know, and we're just doing it because we're running a little business consciously. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's very exciting. It's a building block as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we we begin to recognise the interconnectedness of mm. everything. Mm. That because I do this, it has this impact on this over here. Lovely. In another part yeah. of the world. Somebody's life is changed. And sometimes that, that, that could be even strengthened as the process goes on through an intention. So, first of all, you might have the intention to not, no longer participate in unhealthy practices. Exactly. Um, and then it can be further kind of bolstered by yes. setting an intention to actually help you know, make a conscious ripple effect to yes. the rest of Well, yes. The world. And, you know, and that's it. But if you just take somebody today or a group of people today that are running a company or a smaller business, whatever, but they just start making conscious decisions about what they're purchasing, you know, who they're connecting with mm. in doing business. Mm. You can imagine. You know, I think it was Gandhi that said, if everybody swept in front of their own door, the whole world would be clean. <laughs> I love so it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. That <laughs> we sort really of nice. don't yeah. have to go, you know, to the other side of the world, starting to create all of these changes. Yeah. That we start where we are. I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And um, that, that comes back to, to, to presence here, to being aware of where you are in your own life as well. Yeah. But I was going to ask, in, I know it's a bit of a launch to the other side of the world or to yeah. politics or... But in terms of you interacting with the world uh, and, and through your work, I, I love the idea, and, and I've done it a lot with my divining, the use of the pendulum, yes. just to, in, to bypass my brain, bypass the, some of my parts, yes. and say, what, what needs to happen here? And just a couple of ideas, allow a couple of ideas, do a bit of clearing, to allow a couple of ideas in that might not have previously occurred to me. You're mm -hmm. kind of creating a gap between yeah. thoughts Space. for something else to come in. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I know that's what needs to happen. That's a, that's a, a great idea. Yeah. And I follow my intu intuition. Yeah, I'm delighted to follow my intuition. It doesn't bother me at all. Great. Now, what, when I've tried it on other people <laughs> right. who are responsible for 200 star, 50 yes. million quid, yes. Yes. <laughs> they weren't sure their intuition was a valid foundation when they come from an old paradigm right. that you need provable um, facts and figures that are going to say this uh, solution is going to work. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's you know, I, I've dismantled, I, I like to think uh, and continue to dismantle so much of the structure 
that holds my limited self yeah. in place that I can just dip in and, and see what needs to happen yeah. and, and, and flow with it, take then actions as a result. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you'd yeah. you love people to do. But yeah. how do you help people? Do you do it sort of on the quiet? <laughs> um, that, so say, for example, if we did talk about the homeless. Yes. If you tuned in and got that every homeless person should be given a house back, yeah, an apartment back, something like that, because there's enough to go around, mm. plus a, a small subsidy to cover electricity and a, um, an hour a week with an advocate to support their re-establishment in what they're doing and their mm. participation in society, something mm. like that. Mm. And you, out of thin air, you got a yes to those three aspects. Mm. Would you waltz off anywhere with that idea and suggest it to people? <laughs> or would you say, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a, a, yeah. a flash? Um, look, I mean, I believe greatly in synchronicities as well. And, you know, <laughs> um, I, I think it's, it's sometimes it's like the lighthouse. It doesn't go searching for boats to save. It simply stands there shining mm. brightly enough to, to guide them. And I think sometimes we can get on a hamster wheel very quickly with... Um, anything with a great idea and think I'm going out there to the highways and byways and I'm going to tell everybody how they can change their lives you know brilliant, brilliant. I mean that's <laughs> arrogant really you yeah. know and I know right but but I think it's how we begin to live and 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 I know and I think you'll know from, from working with energy it brings interesting things into our lives Mm. And um, I suppose I'm, I'm talking about the, the law of attraction, but not in, in that, you know, caught up, cliched law of attraction thing, yes. but that we do attract into our lives, you know, where we're coming from ourselves. And yes. so it isn't instantly having to rush out to the highways and byways. Having said that, it will no doubt put along my path people that yes. can connect this somewhere else. And I saw that in the last few years of not chasing something and suddenly, you know, being requested to talk or to do something with people on a bigger scale. Mm. For example, rights and humanity would be a very close thing to my heart of the whole area of rights and humanity. Mm. And, and, you know, having that thought and that sense of wanting to make a difference and then suddenly being um, asked to be part of making a difference. Yes. As a, as a social entrepreneur, a spiritual entrepreneur, um, and and leading uh, life in that way, yes. but that came in. Yes. You know those opportunities come in as well. So often I think we have to be grounded rather than rushing off there because it can become very. Um, it does it does bring us to the people? Yes. Now that doesn't mean. Yeah. That you don't sit down and, and write a letter or you know get somebody who might exactly. Of course, it's, it's practical. It's very practical as well, but it does it does mean when we begin to um, live, it becomes who we are and what we're doing. I think there's a huge difference in that in conscious living as well. Um, yes. We seem to create in the people that support that um, way of being and way yes. of living as well, and um, so it brings us to. I mean, I've met people out there who are doing very interesting things in the world. Yes. around the world 
but then I'm ready for that in me, and that's very exciting as well, you know. It is very um, exciting, and yeah. I love the, I mean, it was uh, very interesting because on, on a kind of slightly removed level, I was just looking in uh, the golden pages, the uh, directory for a number for the local tip. And uh, what I've written my blog about this morning, uh, that morning was about uh, how, does anybody know how to get rid of chemicals successfully? You know, we've created so much uh, yes. non-biodegradable stuff. Yes. How, you know, somebody maybe knows how to get rid of this stuff safely. Yeah. You know, and maybe, as I was looking at, you know, for the numbers for the tip, I was like, chemical disposal experts over in Galway, and I was like, oh, there's there the people I was looking for this morning. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, the yeah. same with the, uh, in terms of attracting people, mm-hmm. I've always been very interested in the, that I think up until now, our mental energy and the polarity of mental energy has ruled the roost. Yeah. And uh, the, um, I would hope to bring people into their heart energy and, and the yes. whole massive function that that can yes, do. Absolutely. That kind of transcends polarity. Yeah. Had people come to stay, uh, who have the, the mental health I had somebody come to stay last year who was the, uh, actually head of the strategic committee for, you know, they started closing down um, uh, mental institutions and trying to yes. rehabilitate people back into, into communities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in charge of that strategic okay. So uh, I, I, I do totally agree that I really love the lighthouse metaphor.
And how do you balance uh, the mixture of insight, action? Well, that's interesting because, I mean, we can have these wonderful thoughts. Mm. But then how do we put them into place? How do we impl implement them? Yes. You know, and that's the one. And again, every day, okay, I mean, for me, it's having a visual presence in what I'm doing. And those things, synchronicities are amazing. And it's using those opportunities. Yes. It's using them because so often we can see it. So something um, ceases just to be um, a, an idea and it, it begins to gather itself with an energy mm. that can take takes it into an action. Um, so it, but conscious living is all about that. Okay, the ideas come in and we allow them time. And I think so often I say to people as well who have new ideas, we're so often so anxious <laughs> to get them out there. Hang on a minute, is that a, mutual, you know, a yeah. conflict in interest right now? Yeah, yes. that, yes. that we, we, don't breathe, we don't breathe into them. Yes. We don't allow them to, to seed themselves mm -hmm. in the soil that they need. Because it's like if we're out here today and we plant a seed, it won't be a rose bush tomorrow. It won't be. And people get terribly, terribly disappointed because they have amazing ideas. And they want to go out there and they share it. And, and suppose even that in the sharing, somebody whips their idea and it's sort of taken off into another place. Yes. And so they get disillusioned all the way. So to nurture those seeds for a little while, you know, mm. to, take, to, to love them, to give them space, to grow. That's a lovely idea. Which so is that's, important. That's what you'd say. So if, uh, if I was listening in now and I was thinking about how can I live more consciously now, it's one of the things you'd say is to think what think about my ideas and to value them just as they are yes. and yes. give them a bit of room to... Yes, because they need the space to grow mm. and they need nurturing, just like we take a seed and we feed it and we water it mm. and we give it time. Yes. And, you know, again, it's like take a company. I take it as a, as a, as a metaphor for, for a plant because uh, I love working with plants. Gardener, <laughs> the other side of me. But That's something great. then becomes pot bound. Yes. It grows, and we have it in a certain space, and we try and keep working from that space. But it's pot bound. Mm. So what happens in with a pot bound plant? The roots start to grow up on itself. And that's what's happened to our companies, it's what happened to our societies, it's what happened to our financial systems, it's what happens in our education systems, it's happened in our political systems for yes. centuries. Yes. They're pot bound. Yes. That's so interesting. So we must yes. take them out and plant them in new ground. Yes. To give them space change again and to expand and it's funny because i did a horticulture course and yeah. i did i did notice a fear of of repotting yeah. you know that it, it seems yeah. possibly vulnerability yeah. in taking out of one of the pots yeah whether it would really succeed in a slightly bigger pot yes yeah. or whether even the handling of the transition yeah. might be too not necessarily ham-fisted but mm. inexpert I mean, that's, so, that's another part, I suppose, mm. of your work, is, is to help a transition, mm. yeah, isn't it? From oh, majorly. Yeah. Of course it is. But, I mean, that's where new insights can occur. 
when we give that space and opportunity and that nurturing. And when we recognize, and that's where intuitive awareness comes into play, that's where conscious awareness comes into play, that mm-hmm. suddenly we begin to know, we begin to sense when something's pot-bound. Yes. And we don't try and do the same things that we always did because we know what happens. We'll always get what we always got. But so often that's what people are doing. They're doing it in their own lives. They're doing it within their businesses. They're doing it within the political world because they're staying within that very tight, closed, narrow... Identity of who they are. Yes. Yeah. And familiarity. Mm. Even if it's strangling them, yes. but sadly, sadly, for the leaders in Europe, for the leaders in the world at the moment, what they're doing is they're expecting or demanding or imposing yeah. a pot-bound situation yeah. on the people that they're leading. And they're refusing to take themselves out into new ground. Yeah, into new ground. So rather mm. than, than uh, create something new and a new paradigm, they're insisting and imposing that we live within a pot-bound situation, which yes. is austerity. Yes. Which is something that's growing up like those roots on top of itself and killing itself. Yes. That's why our economies are not growing. Yes. Because they're pot-bound. It's funny you say, that is a lovely analogy, and it's funny you say about, uh, well, uh, the, the fear, but my, I have a friend who's the brother of uh, the architect of Harmony Hall, and we, there's 75 of us, all energy workers, went to Vietnam for a month, and it was a great, great experience, but basically anybody was going through anything, it was memory, it was a trauma, it was a loss, it was, a, it was an insight, he'd just be like, fear of change. That's all yeah. that is, fear of change. That's all that is. Yeah. As he, I said in this fantastic matter-of-fact voice. And he, that was his confusion about everything. But it's going to be interesting to get people to take risks. I mean, mm. because almost it takes for the pot to be smashed. Yes. But the interesting thing is, as, as we know again, if we take it from, from a plant, mm. the pot will eventually be smashed by the roots. Mm. As it grows up, it grows up outside of itself, it strangles itself, but it crushes and breaks the pot in the process. Mm. Would it be strong enough? And yes. Yes. Oh, I've had earthenware pots that yes. cracked completely yes. from that. I've seen that happen. Yes. So it's the same. So that's what will happen. Emotionally, the process, these people, you know, everybody... They're trying to go through the motions, what they learned, they're trying to get, get their job in it, or they're successful in it, or they're, they're not necessarily thinking about their emotional response. But I think it's, it's a lot down to your emotional response, how you handle these decisions. So it's like the decision to jump out of the pot, or transplant your, your um, business, or whatever, yeah. in a new ground, it requires an emotional choice sure. uh, and, uh, and, and motivation. What I think is, is that you have to somehow dismantle or unravel the fear that is wrapped around all these ideas mm. uh, so that people can get some sort of neutrality about the decisions they're making, some sort of uh, neutrality about risk-taking, yeah. and also to get some sort of objective distance decisions they're making because what you've described there and what I find as well is that people are so identified with what they're doing they actually feel like they 
they're potentially throwing themselves out of the context or out of then they'll be no longer themselves if they transplant somewhere else. Well, that's a fear. That's a huge fear. It's mm. a huge fear for us as individuals because we're afraid of change, as we said. But if you take that in context with somebody who's leaving a country or a government and this pot ban situation is happening. Now, you know, they have a major responsibility because that's happening to a lot of people. Our decisions being made in a major company, for example, is, is affecting thousands of people's lives. Yes. And so, you know, they need to be very conscious of the decisions that they're making and where they're coming from that emotional place mm -hmm. and be quite secure. And so many are not. No. But however, they still yield a huge power mm. to make or break lives. Yes. As we've seen, you know, the housing crisis, for example, is, is just one example of that, where people are losing their homes or people have lost their jobs because of very unconscious decisions and very emotionally fearful decisions that were made yes. because perhaps the leader doesn't want to lose face. Yes. They make a decision yes, totally. that affects thousands of people's lives. And so we really need to be looking at this in conscious leadership in a, in a major way. And it goes right across the board. And I mean, that, that is a lot of work that needs to be, to be done. Yes. But we need to be having these kinds of conversations. Definitely. So anybody listening <laughs> who Get wants to talk to me about yeah. it, yes. uh, I'd be delighted you yeah. know, to have that conversation with the companies or with any politician who's listening or whatever. Would you just say what, uh, how to contact you? Email? Or yes, uh, they can email me at Bernadette at newinsightsforchange.com. Or really? talk to me at newinsightsforchange.com. Lovely. Well, that's absolutely great. And um, I see that you have cards with you. I don't know if you'd like to um, oh, yes. do perhaps a reading for... Well, maybe you've already know to describe part of what you do is our readings. I do. I do intuitive readings. Yes. I mean, coming from a clairvoyance, coming from... Which is simply clear seeing. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of um, a lot of stuff bandied around about in that. huge, <laughs> huge, and then talk about that being something I am, not something I do. You know, working with the intuitive all my life. So bringing it into business, bringing it into my social work, my my social policy areas, or whatever. Uh, and reading for people, but reading mm. for life and who they are and what it's about and their potential is very exciting very for exciting. people. Yeah. And then how that can be applied in everyday life, you know, is very exciting. So working with the intuitive. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is my little cards that I, set of cards that I, that I use, but they simply are about validation as much as anything else. Do you like to take one? Absolutely love to take one. Well, Thank you. You have a lovely hello from the, the higher the higher realms. Okay. Oh. And those that are doing well and no worries and feelings and lovings and blessings. So we have an energy. And, I mean, that's the other side. And I suppose we could have another conversation at another stage about that, uh, that we're not alone, <laughs> that we have, you know, the energies that are there, out there, taking care of us as well. And it's not fluffy bunny, it's very real. And, and very do you think you're talking about their, that uh, ancestors, uh, yes. God, you know, angelic intervention, uh, intergalactic, is there any end to the guides that... 
might be saying. Well, I don't think there's any end to it, you know. (laughs) And I I love the the ancestral link. Um, It's really, you know, when we kind of maybe look in the mirror and say, who am I? You know, I might be looking really at a huge similarity of my great-grandmother's face you know, yeah. and an energy and all the genetics and the DNA and all the bits that I'm made up of, you know, uh, all the gene pools that I come from and through and, and, and those energies that have gone on. And I suppose in my own that other side's work would you know that the veil is very thin between this world and the next as well. And but when we tune into that and it's not separate from the conversation we've been having. No. It's, it's about being consciously aware of that extra side of us. And that incredible intuitive side, which I mentioned, you know, if we turn it up, yes. we can get major guidance because I suppose that the essence around new insights for change is intuitive guidance for holistic living. And mm. it is that. Uh, but supporting other people to find it and connect to it as well. You Absolutely. Know? So it's very, very exciting. So we do have that. So you've got a lovely hello and connection today from those that have gone on and from your ancestral line, reassuring you that they're right there alongside you, supporting you every day. Well, I feel that as well, and I have my uh, grandfather's uh, bust over there. Ah. <laughs> and he, I've often got I looked the, at that yes, earlier. And he yeah. was a, um, a minister and a mm-hmm. conscientious objector in right. the Second World War. Right. Wow. And he spoke uh, every day in, wow. in German to the people <gasps> of Germany wow. uh, to say what was what was happening in their name and wow it was a it was a a, a, a Donna Oxford very lovely uh, wow. writing uh, yeah. he, he wrote lots of books like um religion for the skeptic and <laughs> religion for the agnostic anybody oh. with doubts oh. and faith and How amazing great uh, yeah. great character and I only knew him till I was six but I often feel his uh, yeah. his presence around and yeah. I I love I mean I know but and several people and clients have said to me, what a shame it is for, for them that they haven't got a family that is so rich textured, you know, mm. in terms yes. of... Because a lot of people come from a very stark yes. background. They struggle to cultivate the, the, the subtle energies of hope and creativity and sure. gardening and nurture sure. because they haven't got that foundation. That's right. That's and right. so yeah. I think, I mean, I, I hope that Mm. that people will be able to realise that we've all got everything to play with. We've all got the whole spectrum of energy, the spectrum of history and the spectrum We of do, we do. You know, yes. the blueprint yes. is there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I, in, my, in my level of my own conscious awareness, I actually think, gosh, I have, a, I have um, an insight into it and I get deeper insights into it and with the work. Um, but out there, I need that bit of support sometimes, yes. you know, uh, to call on the ancestral link, to call on the, the guides and to say, you know, you guys have the blueprint. You know, you've got the blueprint, you know, you can help me with this. And, because um, there's no veil, is that right, between them and the, the blueprint? Oh, is that yeah, there are the blueprints? Exactly. Or? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God, so, brilliant. So, so they have that absolute awareness, and mm. and and I love that. And I think we can make that lovely connection and um, get the insight we need or the support we need uh, through that. And do you think well. can we um, it, would that would that reading that card that I picked there yeah. have a bearing on? On the, uh, the bigger picture realities we've talked about, for example, the care of the environment and the climate or the 
the homeless and the dereliction energy, or is this was that is that just me, or is should be when you're reading, do you sometimes apply yourself to the particular and sometimes the general? Or well, it extends. I mean, it's 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 a person, isn't it? You know, I mean, somebody comes in with a with a with their energy, mm. whatever is there. But of course, it takes itself out and expands. Yes, and that's very exciting. And given yeah. what somebody's doing, or then it can come with with an issue that comes in particularly, yeah. and it works with that, yes. and it brings awareness to that, and insight to that, and it's channeled in that respect. Yeah. But I suppose the key thing is, is in reading or in doing what I'm doing, is getting out of my own way and letting that happen. Yes. So it's not being restricted yeah. by my take on it in that way. You know, and that's really, really exciting as well because then we allow um, the insight to flow for whoever it is yes. that I'm connecting with, or whatever the business is, or whatever it is. So let's let's do one for uh, for the homeless situation. See if see if, cause I think there is an energy as you as we've talked about a scarcity worry. We've, we've talked about a survival mode yes. and, and an austerity. Yes. And, uh, and to break through to the the, the hope and and yeah. the and the self-valuing and uh, the, and the plethora of possibilities there are beyond. Oh, ah. <laughs> lovely! <laughs> and we've got the counsel- and that. we've got the counselor, <laughs> which is the natural counselor and the guidance, and that many people benefit from the guidance and reassurance. That okay. is what's needed: is supporting, yes. guiding. It is. It's yes. the support that's needed, and and sometimes we need that, and people need it, and people, come on, you know, if you're homeless, and homelessness, of course, comes in money forms. You know, people can be living in with in-laws, or they can be in a and b somewhere, you know, that's being yes. paid for by the state, or they could be, it doesn't necessarily mean that I haven't got a roof over my head. No. It means I haven't a place that I can call home. Yeah. And I think that's very important as well, you know, that we, we look at it like that, so, so that there is that ability that people can benefit from guidance and reassurance and that I suppose gives me a great affirmation of the work today as well and what you're doing you know and what we're doing out there in the world that yes people need that support and reassurance yes and yes there is great benefit that people can gain from it and, and what it's very I, important yes I, I love that and it also is an affirmation from uh, the how the particular can expand because yes. I've always seen homelessness, now I think of it, as a, a like an external version of the alienation that everybody experiences, yes. a lack of sense of belonging yes. or having a home or belonging wherever they are. Exactly. And, yeah, absolutely. And the counselling is, is so crucial to bring, as you said, the value back to... Well, it is. It's, it's, re- it's that reassurance again. Yes. Because of anything at the moment in the world and with what's happening, you know, in, in Europe... And here in Ireland, is that people need hope. Yes. They need something to believe in. And like that, you know, I talk about, and, and it wasn't just me that talk, talks about it, but many people have, that when we have a reason why, we can deal with it just about any how. Oh, yes. Because I love that. Yeah. Yes. So, so when we have a reason why to live for, yes. we can deal with the challenges. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the difficulties and all of the things that come with the how. Yes. To so do give, it. give an example of that. Are you thinking in terms of, for example, somebody who um, doesn't feel like they belong? 
they mm-hmm. if they get the why of why they might be here on the planet at this yeah. time, feeling this stark experience, yeah. it might be a catalyst well, um, for the change. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I suppose I've I've seen it in people's lives, and I've seen it. For example, you know, I worked a lot with um, I co-founded a project for young uh, mothers, young teenage mothers, to oh, remain yeah. in education, the first in Ireland, and yeah. and so that was you know suddenly people finding, hey, there's, there's a reason why. And it wasn't just the child was the reason why, but there was a reason why. Yes. There was a new sense about why we do life. So, so people went and, and stayed in education. And it was just an interesting example of, well, I want more for my children. You know, so there was that why. So they could deal with anyhow. They could deal with the study and the, the, the baby and, Coordination and, and the travelling and time and, yes. you know, all that went with it because they had a why to live for. And that's just an example of just some of the work, you know, that I've been involved in. But um, So we can, but if we've lost the why... And the interesting thing is we see it not just within people that have lost homes or are homeless, but we see it right across the world. I mean, suicide is a major problem at the moment, and it's, it's not respect or off. No. Financial, either. Material. No. It's, it's deeper than. It's, it's that reason why we exist yeah. and our purpose. And I, it's, yeah, I so. totally agree. I mean, it's even come up in uh, for a client today. This, this, yeah. And uh, across the board, uh, this. Well, I, I often read this uh, something I heard, and as you know, I don't. Um, I can never remember the exact source of where I find bits of information, and I might not remember things accurately. But it was said that in the past, the main source of death was soul loss. Yes, and now in recent medical books, uh, that wouldn't even register. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be you know, mm-hmm. one or other disease probably or, mm-hmm. or suicide. Mm-hmm. But the soul loss is uh, was uh, for a long time considered mm-hmm. thing, and that seems to be uh, a loss of the why. The loss of the why, and it, when we talk about loss of heart, yes. oh, I've lost heart in something. Yes. You know, and that's the essence. So it, it's the loss of the why. So if we can help people to see the why. Then they can deal with the how. And maybe in essence that's what I'm doing a new insights for change in whatever people are doing in their individual lives, within their business lives, you know, or, or, or wherever that extends itself mm. out there into making world changes. Is that if we now have the why to do it differently, to live consciously, mm. now we can deal with the how of how we need to put that into place and the things that we have to do. Well, thank you so much. I love that clarity. And uh, so in terms of ways that uh, we can interact with you or you're interacting with the world or the whole thing is, is coming together. Yeah. Uh, you might be interested in going into politics. Is that what, did you say that in the past? Um, oh, that's been bandied <laughs> no about pressure. for years. Um, <laughs> I'm voting for you very, anyway. Since a very young, young child. Oh, really? um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. And I mean, I think sometimes, you know, that maybe I'm sort of better taking it, taking it another, another route than just into the political side, but certainly going in and working with people um, within political systems. Yes. To, to look at how we can do things differently and excitingly and marvelously differently, yes. uh, you know, and, and that we can begin to start rebuilding because we are still firefighting. Yes. We're still firefighting out of this economic downturn and terrible decisions have been made in the process and people's lives have been desperately, desperately impacted on. 
in a negative way because of it, because of that pot behind mentality. Yeah. Um, and we need to change and shift that. So, you know, wherever I can go to um, be part of creating this new paradigm with along with other people, I'm and delighted to share with And to go back to the other uh, analogy of the pebble in the pond, yes. I'd, I'd encourage people to, if you are in a business, that you might not be the number one mover and a shaker yeah. uh, for where that business is going. Uh, you might feel like a cog in the wheel. A communication, a conscious communication with you will lead to a ripple effect throughout the business because, oh, yeah. uh, but well, because of your the own, your own participation. Yeah. But also feel how the shift in your own energy changes your environment. Yes, well, I mean, it does, doesn't it? It has an impact. And I mean, I suppose, like everything else, it either sort of integrates. We have that capacity to be part of it. As long as we're ensuring that we're maintaining our own well-being and our own sense of wellness in the process and that we don't lose sight of that. That's almost the first thing that might happen, I imagine. Well, in essence, it it has to be the first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're the and then let's see where it goes, you know. But it is exciting, and uh, so may people get this reassurance today and this hope, and to connect back into their own power center and the amazing, amazing, amazing people, uh, individuals that we are, and our uniqueness in that respect, um, and to begin to take that way, in, that understanding, that insight, um, into a way of how we live consciously every day in everything we do in all the relations that we have in every area of our lives. Lovely. Lovely. Well, I'm just going to have to pause to mull that over for a minute, but <laughs> and I'm sure everyone else will as well. Thank you so very much. Um, so just to check, we can contact you at insightsforchange.com. New insights. New insightsforchange.com. <laughs> New insightsforchange.com. And, and people can email me. And it can also you can also work via Skype. Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, this is the beauty, the yes. wonderful thing of new technologies. Um, is that it's worldwide, Brilliant. and if people want to to have sessions re Skype and uh, via Skype and whatever, that's there possible as well. Well, it was lovely to, uh, lovely to see you in person here. So that's thank been a huge treat. Thank you very much. Treat. It's been absolutely lovely. Thank you. On in wonder as a child It was a flow like a river deep inside Deep inside Deep inside. Deep inside. Deep inside.
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 